Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Welcome. Uh, I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and uh, this is Talking Joy. I'm glad you're here with us this morning. And uh, today we have Ariane, Blair, and Jennifer, and we're missing... Um, a couple of people. We have three of the team missing today and um, for different reasons, sick kids and visitors and things like that and vacations. Um, so today I thought that we would talk about uh, friendship. Um, and, you know, I think it's a, a great topic to talk about because so many of us have different types of friends. Um, I know that uh, I found this somewhere and it says that there are three types of friends. You have high buy friends regular friends, and true soul friends. Um, do you guys, would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what a high buy friend is? That's more of an yeah. acquaintance. Right, somebody that I uses. feel like you rely on people for different things. Mm. One of my friends has this analogy she uses of all of her group of friends is like a salad. Some are kind of like the base, um, you know, the greens, and others are the croutons or the, you know, the special, you know, blue cheese and everyone adds something different and you Mm -hmm. have people you rely on for different needs and they do the same for you yeah I love that that's great I when I was thinking about preparing for this to talk about friendship I was thinking that I never needed friends more than when I moved to the town that we live in because I didn't know anyone and I didn't have any family here and relied a lot on friends and um, I had one friend who was so funny that she just always makes me laugh but if I tried to talk to her about anything serious, she was like, oh, got to go, got to go, got to go pick up my kids. And she never wanted to have a conversation of any depth. And I used to be frustrated by it. But then what I realized was like, oh, she's my funny friend. Like she might be that crouton on that yes. salad. That and adds that the I, spice and the excitement, yeah. but doesn't want to go deeper and be there for the day-to-day issues. Exactly. And then I have certain friends that I know, or really a friend, that I can just tell everything to and I know that it's in the vault. I always use that term, that it's in the vault, meaning that it's just between the two of us. And she's not going to go have lunch with someone else and say, oh, Pam's going through that too. Or Pam, mm-hmm. I know I can trust her to, to not you know, share my dirty laundry. So she's, she's just somebody I really lean on, and I love that about her. Um, and so do you guys find that, that you have different friends for different – that's what I found, I guess, out for myself, is that I had different friends that met different needs in my life. Like one was funny, one likes to shop. I like to shop. One likes to – you know, one's a great listener, and she's the one I really lean on as that I was just talking about. Definitely. I feel like yeah. people have different characteristics. Yeah. And someone might be great in the moment but they're kind of flighty when it comes to making commitments or showing up on time. But when you have that face-to-face time, you truly feel heard and you get great insights yeah, and advice. Too. Like the, I feel like when I'm out and I see people that I don't even, if I don't remember their name, but I recognize their face and, you know, it was in a good place when I met them or, you know, they, they were in my life. And, and I just, I'll, I'll just say hi I'll just say hi, just to acknowledge that I 
recognize them, whether they recognize me or not, but I just, I always say hi. It's just, I feel like it's a I think nice it took me to also do. a while to, um, to understand the different types of friendships and to not have expectations on people to be the type of friend that I necessarily am to them, mm. um, which I think throughout my life caused a lot of heartbreak because, um, because I'm kind of, I'm all in. I'm not the, I'm not the high by type of friend. Um, I, I know I have high by types of friends, um, but that's just not who I am. And um, so I would be disappointed a lot in, in who people were showing me, you know, their, their true colors. And, and, you know, I just think not everybody can give the same amount. Um, and, um, but it took me a while to realize that. So I think that a lot of my friendships might have suffered when I was younger because I had certain expectations about them. Yeah, I can really relate to that. I would say that for me, that learning to be in relationship and friendships with people has evolved as I've evolved spiritually over the years because I used to have expectations for somebody and then they'd let me down and then I'd feel hurt and then I'd close them out and there'd exactly. be this whole sort of process to it where I think the older that I got um, and the more mature I became, I started to realize, oh, that different people offer different things and I offer different things to different people. Um, and the hide by people, for me, those types of friends are usually the people that I don't think are good for me. And I kind of try to hide by them because I, I'm old enough now too where I can set them in a category and say, you know, oh, she's a little dangerous. Like, and I'll give you a silly example. There was a woman who lived near me who like four o'clock in the afternoon came over and she wanted to have a glass of wine. And I was like, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I gotta, I gotta drive my kids around the rest of the night. And I was thinking, oh, not she's a high bye friend, not, not healthy. I, you know, I can't be drinking in the afternoon. And I'm sure she found somebody to do that with, but I know that sounds, you know, kind of silly, but I knew right away, like, oh, I can't, I can't hang out with her. It's not just, it's just not a healthy thing for me. Um, and other people too that, that like maybe gossip too much or talk about other people or there might be people that didn't, I just didn't feel good about myself around that became high by people that every time I left them, I felt less than. Right. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. And so those are the type of people that I would put in that high by category too. And you can't, also you don't have room for everybody, mm -hmm. right. you know, so those, those other high by people would be, but there's a grace to that high by thing. And I think you touched on that a little bit of the, you always smile and say hi to someone because, you know, a lot of times, you know, we live in a small town, you go to the grocery store and you, I mean, I might go in on the vegetable aisle and you leave on the meat aisle and I might see 20 people. Mm -hmm. I can barely get you can barely get through there. It's strategic. You have to go, like, drop off at 7 in the morning. But um, there are people in those, in those situations that can be high-by people, that if I gracefully smile and say, hi, great to see you, but there's an ending to it, that I can keep moving, that do you feel like you do that a little I did, bit? I just did it yeah. the other day um, in the grocery store, and somebody was talking to um, somebody else, and I just wanted to acknowledge that I saw her. I didn't want to just walk by and I, I think that's rude mm -hmm. yeah. so I, I just tapped her on the shoulder and I said hi and I kept going so I just acknowledged her and is it and someone that you wanted a high by with or not necessarily no she it, it's somebody that you know I've known for a long time uh, one of the one of my kids uh, parents 
friends. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I would have talked to her. I talked to anybody anyway, so <laughs> I would have talked to her if she weren't talking to somebody else. But I just, again, you know, was she's not a very close friend, but enough that I would have a conversation, yeah. just checking in. And I feel like it's great to have that connectivity in the community, you know, to share a smile or a little joke or, you know, a compliment. And it adds the positivity of your day. And that person may not may just stay acquaintance for the rest of your time with them. However, you may realize you share a common interest, and then you can kind of see, are they the kind of person that invests in friendships like you do? Because I agree with what Ariane was saying. You know, I believe in this golden rule. You know, I want to treat people the way that I want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And so some people, it's not that they're trying to be malicious, but they don't think that, you know, it's valuable to kind of seal things in the vault. Yeah. Or they don't think that it's valuable to, you know, not cancel at the last minute or certain things that, you know, would bother me. But everyone has different things that come up in their lives and that's completely reasonable. And so I feel like people move through different stages and you realize, you know, this acquaintance and I also were really interested in um, spirituality or this acquaintance and I are, you know, really interested in Reiki or whatever it is, something you might have in common with them. And that relationship can grow and you can invest more in it, mm -hmm. and then it, it truly blossoms and, and adds to your life, adds fruit to your life, beyond the just general connectivity, positivity in your day. Yeah. But I feel also with that, that other person, because I feel like we're, we're, this group is very open to connect with people. Some people don't have that desire or capability you can give as much as you can because I do that I feel like I do that. I try and open up as much as possible so and I feel like a lot of people do then you know feel connected but there are people that you you know you are you try to open up with and they're still not and they're more close yeah they're close that's and that's okay and some people you know there's like a hashtag no new friends you know, yeah. I, I've got enough friends. I don't need any new friends. I heard somebody say that once. Yes. And I, I disagreed with that because I need different friends at different stages in my life. You know, I was just thinking about my daughter had a field hockey tournament like the last couple Saturdays away out of state. And the same group of us all traveled together and we all sat together and it was great to catch up and chit chat during the games and everything. But now we'll go through a dry season where I won't necessarily see them for a long time. So, um, and then we'll all gather again in the fall when the field hockey season starts and, and we all sit together again and you share your lives. But I don't necessarily see them outside of, of that. But I definitely have had different friends for different different phases of my life. And so to say I don't need any friends, I think clo – you know, I'm not saying that you're I, I'm not saying that's yeah, my yeah, hashtag. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no. I feel like that's antithetical to the way that I yeah. live my life. But I agree. You take people for what they are, and you realize that there are certain people that maybe it's like concentric circles. Like you have certain levels of yes. overlap. And and there are certain people that maybe you haven't been in touch in a while, but you find out that their son is the lead in the, you know, the elementary school play, and you show up. Yeah. And, you know, you really feel positive that you're able to connect with them over that. And, and then maybe you mentioned over text that you have to cancel coffee because your kid has the flu. And they come up and drop something off at your door and, and really brighten your day and, again, make you feel connected. Everyone has something different to offer. And it, mm -hmm. you don't have to be best friends with everybody. Right. And that's okay. And how do you guys, uh, how do you deal with somebody who betrays you in some way? Like, how do you have a friend that let you down and how do you move on from that? Do you, um, do you ice them? Do you try to talk it out? 
do you stay friends? Can can that be repaired depending on on what the offense was? It completely you know. depends. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Like everything, it's how much have you invested in that friendship? Yeah. And is there a reason? You know, one of my best friends that I, you know, who's there for me through thick and thin. You know, we always are there, kind of in the mode of, you know, if anything bad is happening, we always can talk. We always, you know, share the whole truth even the ugly truth, you know, willing to share the ugly cry. You know, we in high school had a falling out over a boy and we were able to mend that and now still have a wonderful adult friendship. But I think that like everything, you have to kind of, you know, rate the offense, talk it out, figure out what happened. Was there a misunderstanding? And you grieve a friendship like, you know. So what I'm hearing is that you're able to forgive and communicate and move on or any, do any of us get stuck? I get a little stuck. I don't. I'm I'm kind of like Blair because I I the only thing I can think of because <clears throat> excuse me um I really don't have many friends that have betrayed me or f- that I've felt betrayed but but when I was younger boyfriends yeah. who had betrayed me and you know of course I was upset in the aftermath but to this day excuse me <clears throat> to this day I I'm still friends with everyone that, and I didn't have a lot of people that I dated, but but the the people that betrayed me, I'm still friends with them because I, you know, I was young and I said, you know, these are learning experiences, and and I forgave them for whatever they did, and I I said it's it's water under the bridge. It's you know how much it actually affected me. I said you know everything that's happened in my life has made me who I am today, so I appreciate good friends and bad friends if if I had them because they teach you lessons. And I also believe that sometimes people come into your life for a reason Um, and if that friendship ends maybe it's because the reason that they were in your life it's happened. You know it could be to meet somebody else or to learn something new about yourself or you know about somebody else or life or so sometimes I think Again, for me, it goes back to expectations on people, what my expectations are, Um, and I think I'm a sensitive person, and so it generally was hard for me to let go of something that somebody had done, um, because I would just think I would never do that, but then I'm trying to realize that maybe somebody has come into my life for a reason, and um, to not take it personally, and you know, it's about them, not me. So I think it's it's a learning process. So what I'm hearing from this is that when you've had a friendship and that maybe you're not friends anymore, that you're being more self-reflective and looking internally and saying, oh, what did I learn from this relationship? They came into my life for a time. What was what was there to teach me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about friendship? Um, And that's that. Yes, it's a choice. Interesting twist on that. It's a choice because I could other otherwise I would be upset and disappointed, or I can learn from it and take something positive out of it. Yeah. And I feel like if you get hung up in the expectations and then mm-hmm. the resentments that brew from that, you know, it, it can fester and kind Absolutely. of poison and then, you know, that That's negativity kind of dominates your yeah. day right. in an unfortunate way. Um, and if there, you know, there always is some mitigating circumstance, like something that, you know, if you try to see it from the other person's perspective, you might say, oh, I can see why that, they didn't think that that was a big deal or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I feel like it's... It's intention. It's intention. Yes. If somebody's intention is bad, they're out of my life. Mm-hmm. 
if it's not bad and you know like you just said you know things come up in people's lives people sometimes they don't even they don't realize it you know people make mistakes people don't see things sometimes mm. Something I've observed when I'm out and about, if you just kind of like quiet down and listen, like even if you're in a restaurant or if you're at the grocery store or you're waiting in line at the bank and somebody's on the phone next to you, all the conversations that I hear people having are dynamics with other people. Everyone's talking about like, oh, well, I'm, they're talking about somebody at work or they're talking about a relationship with their mom or they're talking about trying to fix something with their brother or they're talking about, you know, some mom at school. It's all interconnected relationships. And so that's why I think this conversation is so valuable. It's easy to say like, oh, you know, I'm friendly and I'm nice to everybody, but we all have relationships that we're knocking up against in some way or bumping through. And I think it's all because we're, we're being stretched and called to learn from them or we just shut the person off and just move on and find somebody nicer but I'd like the idea of more of like trying to figure out like well what was it what were they here to teach me what could I have learned from them um, or why did it bother me so much that they yes. did that yes why did I right. let that yes, get to absolutely. me yes. and I think that 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 is really the thing you know yeah. why is that mm -hmm. whatever the because the you would never was. think that you would do that Usually anyone. that's what it is. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't do that. And, yeah. you know, why we're is offended that in some yes. way. And what's the first thing that we do when we feel like we're offended in that way? We go to a friend, yeah. a different friend, and we t we all talk about it until we feel we soothe ourselves and we feel better. Yeah, I, yeah, I would never do that. My validation. My we look for validation, and my moral compass is is like this. Instead of I love this, turning the mirror around and looking at myself and saying. You know, why did that zing me? What what got me? Because there are certain things I could just be going about my business. I'd be like, eh, that doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me. But then something will poke at me. You know, if somebody goes after one of my kids or somebody hurts one of my kids, I mean, that my mama bear comes out. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole different side to me. You know, that, that, that protection mode. Um, and then I'm going to be talking about it, and I'm going to be calling Ariane, right. and I'm going to talk about it with you, and then I'm going to call Jennifer. And But that, that it's the whole idea of... I, I don't like even giving those negative thoughts a second of my time. That's why, I'm, that's why I try and let it go as soon as I can, you know, I try and process it and just let it go. I'm like, I don't want that negativity. So yeah. I just... That's really important for people who are listening because not everybody can do that. That's a trained skill to be able to let things roll off of us, sort of like, you know, the duck with the mm -hmm. water rolling off your back because we things zing us and they and it hits some sensitivity, some old wound in me kind of bubbles back up, you know, that 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 somebody does something to me that I don't like. Um, and I'm not able to always let it roll right off of me. So right. tell us a little bit more about how you do that. I just, well, I think about... And how did you learn that? Who taught I, that to you? I, have you always been like I that? I think my parents, my mother, hmm. maybe. I don't know. They're, they're very easygoing, and, you know, faith is huge in my family, and my mother always says everything ha there's a reason for everything, and, you know, don't let something bother you to the point of getting you angry. Don't let that win. So I don't know. I just feel like, and, and I feel like more so now I've, I don't want, I just don't like negative feelings. So I just, I don't know if I'm naive to it all, but, but I try and just think about if something negative happens or somebody says something. And, you know, I, of course, I, I, my initial reaction is that made me angry 
or I didn't like what they said, but then I try, you know, if my kids say something and I don't like what they say, I said, you know what, that's not nice. You know, think about, I try and tell them, think about how the other person would feel if, you know, when you're saying that to them, would you like somebody to say that to you? Just a little bit more reflection, but I don't, I don't, for myself, I don't want to bring any negativity in the world because there's so much out there. <laughs> so I feel well, like I'm I just process. That this is a learned skill and that you probably were taught it by your parents and it resonated with you and, and it's, and it's good and it's positive. And now it sounds like even when your kids are <clears throat> calling your kids out on it, I calling try. your kids out yeah. on it over and over. And, and so you're slowly teaching it to them too. And mm-hmm. so for people listening, it's a learned skill. It's a process. And I think that when we are in situations like that, when something comes at us, if we can pause, I think all the change for in our lives happens in that pause and in that self-awareness. And if we can pause and be aware of like, oh, this made me angry, and you name it, somebody hurt me, and then you can kind of like, you know, like your mom said, sort of. Just deal with it. Go on, because there's so much more out there too. Yeah. Yeah. That's positive. Yeah, and I agree. You have to feel that feeling. You yeah. can't just pretend that you don't are yep. completely nonplussed by everything that goes right. on around you. No, you feel it. You have it. to acknowledge it yeah. and and process it. And then if you need to move on, you know, let it go. And I, and I think that idea of, you know, does this matter now? Will this matter in 10 minutes, 10 days? And I even sometimes say that to my kids. And I'm like, I know this seems like the most important thing right now. It is so hurtful that, you know, you weren't invited or you know, someone didn't pick you for the team or whatever it is, some, you know, minor offense, which for the kids seems like the biggest Mm -hmm. deal in the entire world. And they don't want to hear it. You know, they, they're so in the moment and they say their prefrontal cortexes aren't even fully developed. So they really have that problem kind of processing the fact that this isn't the end all and be all. So I say to them, you know, the next day, remember how upset you were? How upset are you now? And then, you know, 10 days later, do you remember what happened with that kid, you know, on the playground at recess 10 days ago? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, remember this. But you know what you said that I think is great, Jennifer, and I'm going to take this with me and I'm going to try this too. And that's, you recognize the emotion that you felt during that time. So, you know, whether it's jealousy or anger or it's not just that it upset you, but you recognize why it upset you. And I think that's part of how you can let it go. Yeah. She named it. So, Process. Yeah. She named it. Yeah, and then exactly. she let it go. Yeah. And that's the difference of, so you're Absolutely. not suppressing your feelings because right. you said, oh, I don't know if <laughs> well, it's... Well, then I'd <laughs> be a basket case. But it's not just that it upset you. It's you, you're understanding why it upset you, what part of it. Right. And that's how you can let it roll off of you, maybe. Yeah. Right. I think it's in yeah. the naming. The naming yeah, what think, the emotion is. I think is you're right. And how yeah. it, hit, it landed on you. You're like, oh, I feel angry about that, but I'm not going to hold on to that energy. I'm sort of going to let it roll right. off of me. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about with friendships for now, and I think we'll continue this conversation about friends, is um, tell me how you feel about your oldest girlfriend, like the one that's been around the longest. I, You know what? I have a friend that we, we were in first grade. She's a twin. I have two sets of twins that are my best friends growing up, and she's one of, one of them. And we were like inseparable, you know, changing clothes and all that kind of stuff all through probably middle school. And then high school came and they went one direction like cheerleading and I went to sports. So our paths, you know, we were always friends, but let, you know, the friendship uh, sort of took it, its course. 
and then uh, college, talk to them every once in a while. And then as we had kids, you know, she came back in my life. It, and I still talk to her this day. She lives in Brooklyn. And uh, I could tell her anything. And, <laughs> and, and I cannot talk to her for, you know, a year maybe. And then I'll pick up the phone and yeah. it's like we never missed yeah. a beat. And I could, it's just it's such a nice feeling to know someone. Her, her mother passed away this past spring. I was the first one down to the house. Like, they call, you go. It's that kind of a You know what I love child. about old friends, and, and, and that resonates with me so much because I have, I have a couple of friends from growing up, but one of them in particular that she knows my story, all of it. Yep. And so there's no sugarcoating anything. Right, absolutely. <laughs> there's no having to re-explain anything. But there's no judgment either. And there's no judgment, and there is an ease about getting together with her. And like you said, like so I went back to school which you guys know, but I, I went off the radar. Four little kids at the time went over to Drew University and got my master's degree and a certificate. And I literally, like, I could do that and take care of my family and had, like, you know, a couple of friends in town. And so I lost touch with her for a little bit during that time, and it wasn't her. It was more of, like, I just didn't have the room. Right back together. Yeah. Same old, such like, a good no, feeling. And I don't have to retell anything. Yeah. So when you meet friends later in life, you're like, well, and my mom died when I was younger, so it's like, I have to tell about my mom. Right. And, but, she, but my friend Pam knew my mom. Yeah. You know, she knew, she knows the whole story, and that's what I think is so value about, valuable about old friends. And if you've lost touch with one, if you're listening and you've lost touch with an old friend, here's your invitation mm-hmm. to dial them up. Yeah. Um, or text them and, and reconnect because those friendships, I think, you, they're just... They well, know why you are who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they've shared your past and, and... And they've seen you evolve into your yeah, future. Yeah. And there's and, no pretense. Right. You can, no. It's just open. Mm-hmm. There's full trust. There's, the no, there's that really great comfort in knowing that if something is going wrong, they're the, going to be, be the one to show up first, right. to rally right. to your side. And also, if you're kind of trying to delude yourself about something mm-hmm. that they'll call you out on it but not yeah. in an unkind way and not in a way that they would tell somebody else but in a way where they'll make sure that you see what's actually going on but so, you're, in a helpful so way honest like they're they're going to be honest they're not going to be you know there are I mean there are, like we said so many different kinds of friends you have the friends that'll be like yeah yeah that's good and they're really going no that's not good but they're not going to tell or you or they're going to say something to someone else <laughs> yeah like, can you believe right. she's telling herself yeah. that oh. and it doesn't matter how much time has passed you yeah. just yeah. you can Absolutely. just go right back so and can, that's, you, can you two agree with a uh, do you both have an old friend oh yes and just that same stuff resonates mm-hmm. with you all and they're my best friend because yeah. they know me like nobody else yeah what does that word mean, there's my best friend? Because a lot of people use that term. It's very endearing. Does somebody really has to um, be really special in my life for me to call them that? It's mm-hmm. it's it's like calling somebody your fiancé or right. your husband to say that somebody's my best friend. And I, ha- I say that to several people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really an honor for them and for me to be in that relationship. Right. It's sacred friends. ground. Yes. Yeah. I kind of say, you're my person. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the one that I would call when I'm, yeah. you know, when the chips are down, when I'm in a really tough spot yeah. and I need your help and I need someone to be honest and be on my side. Yeah. <laughs> and you're that person for somebody, I mean, we don't have to get into details, but you were that person for somebody this week in your life. And I'm sure that they would do the same for you and, and to walk with people when, you know, life isn't great um, is, wow. I mean, that's, that's a best friend. Mm-hmm. That's what best friends do. 
I think we'll end here. So thank you all for being my good friends. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.